Welcome to Geek Down Podcast, the show where two nerds and friends come together, sit in front of microphones, and try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. Where do those microphones go, Caitlin? In front of our mouths. Right in our fat mouths. Right in our fat face. <laughs> My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And this is our Christmas episode. It's Christmas. <laughs> well, almost Christmas. It's very soon going to be Christmas. It's nowhere near Christmas as we're recording it, but damn it, we are choosing to fill ourselves with the spirit. The jaw. The j- <laughs> The jaw, maybe the Lee. <laughs> More for your the jaw benefit, than Lee, for yeah. your benefit, friends and fam. Um, episode number wise, it is episode forty six, and yes. I am saying that because I figured it out and wrote it down. So <laughs> by God, I'm gonna let everyone know. It'll be easier for me to organize it later. So thanks, Kate. <laughs> um, and we're here to talk about Christmas. Talk about some Christmas stuff. Yeah, because it may surprise you to know, friends, for as curmudgeonly and misanthropic as I am, I kind of fucks with Christmas. Do you? I kind of love it. You love Christmas. I do. What do you love about Christmas? <laughs> wor- you have no idea. <laughs> the world just feels marginally less awful. Marginally. Marginally. Um, I will say, even as a, I think you were the same way. Even as a you know retail plebe, when I was like on the floor yeah. at Major Canadian Retailer, it's like, oh my god, it's nuts! It's crazy! It's so busy! Blah blah. blah. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So awesome, because here's the thing. It's the only time of the year where people are coming in because they want something. Yeah. And maybe they don't know what they want. And as a retail plebe, it's actually really satisfying to be like, you didn't know what you wanted when you came in here. And I gave you lots of options. And one of them was perfect. And you're so happy about it. That sounds so lame and like I'm reading out of a company newsletter, but it's actually kind of fulfilling. Yeah. It's super fulfilling. It's the same thing we basically do on this show. It's like we're trying to give each other and the listeners something they didn't even know they might like. Yeah. And we've done it. So I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm a big music, Christmas music person. Really? First record I ever bought. Maybe even before I had a turntable. Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. No, you monster. <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Charlie Brown Christmas was a revelation to me. Because I remember being at, I used to work at this youth center. I think I may have even mentioned this before, but um, I worked at this youth center and the, um, the, last meeting before christmas which was usually like you know early december because mm-hmm. it kind of stuck to the uh academic year the high school it was for high school kids and it kind of stuck to the academic calendar meaning we didn't really run meetings near mid to late december because it's exam season and they need right. to focus on that um and the last meeting was usually a blow-off just a party you know we crafts <laughs> play games you know whatever just socialize free free form fun christmas stuff and somebody had a bunch of you know christmas music and I saw the, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas CD was sitting there. I was like, Charlie Brown Christmas. This has got to be like fucking lame. It's going to be like it's car- kids cartoon shit. Like this is going to be, this is going to be dumb. Yeah. And somebody put it on in the, the funky jazz of Vince Guaraldi and trio, the, the West coast jazz, the smooth West coast jazz of Vince Guaraldi started playing their version of O Tannenbaum. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Cause I want that all in my face all the time. Uh, no, it's my favorite Christmas album of all time. And it's. Gives, gives me the feels. I will say the last because here's because you know I can even rant about Christmas music. Yeah, you ready for the Christmas music rant? Yeah. It has become a thing for some Christmas music. I believe this first happened with uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Yeah. Where you you sprinkle a little bit of jingle bells on the outro. Yeah. Think think Nat King Cole did this first. It happens all the time now, and it's fucking whack. It's whack. It's it's cheap. 
is, you know, you're trying to, like, pull, you know, that childhood wonder and nostalgia out of me. And you haven't fucking earned it. Pointing you, pointing, pointing at <laughs> Caitlin right in He's pointing right at my face. You haven't the, earned it, Rod Stewart. The fat or, face that I have the microphone in he's pointing at. whoever else. Angrily. You know, when you go your little outro and it's like, bling, 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 bling. No, fuck that, son. Hey, Jordan. You haven't earned it. Hey, Jordan. Hmm. Can we do it for the podcast? <laughs> Put Jingle Bells on the outro? Yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Actually, I only have one rant about Christmas music. I'm not done my rant, though. Oh, geez. okay. The only person who gets to do it, the only time it works is on Vince Guaraldi, because you only pick it up on the end, the end of O'Town and Bomb. Yeah. They do the little, you know, bung, bung, and then he does this little, like, riff. And he goes, ding, 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 ding. Like, it's, it's subtle. De- it's deconstructed. And it's right. the only time it ever works. Vince Guaraldi, rest in peace. You're the only one who gets to do it. The rest of y'all, fuck off. James Taylor, you get a pass too because you did a. Uh... What about Nat King Cole? Well, Nat King Cole was the first. So, well, I mean, I know, he gets that's to what I'm do saying. It. He gets to do it. Nat King Cole gets a pass. Vince Guaraldi, James Taylor, it's a different thing. James Taylor did a version of um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that yeah. will make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to listen to this. Because, because Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is already the song that like makes you want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, oh man, through the years we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, we'll just have to muddle through somehow. And I've heard other recordings of that that yeah. change that verse. Fuck that too, son. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't change that verse. You accept the pain that, you know what, even though it's Christmas, the bullshit that surrounded your life is still going to be there, but you try to ignore it. You know what? We shouldn't have even watched things for the Christmas episode. You should have just talked about Christmas music. You should have music. had me go on. But in that James Taylor version, just on the outro, he just goes, because everybody knows. That's all he does. Salute that. Classy James Taylor. Very classy. The rest of y'all, fuck off. Um, the only even remotely close, angry music Christmas <laughs> thing I can talk about is the date rape song. Oh, well, yes, I've been ruining that for... Uh... That song is disgusting. The best people who made fun of it, Key and Peel. They did the best version of that song. It is accurate, and everyone needs to go watch it right now, because that song is stupid and gross. Same with uh, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> it is a gross song. It is gross. No. No. <laughs> the Great Dilemma of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus... Was it actually Santa Claus or Daddy in a Santa outfit? It was actually Santa Claus, obviously. That's what I always took it of, but I've heard I've heard a, a, a hot take in recent years that it's like, no, obviously it was the dad. Well, it was her husband in a Santa Claus outfit. Yes and no, except Santa is real, so fuck off. <laughs> My favorite rendition of that song is the Jackson 5 version, where like young Michael Jackson is like... <laughs> It's like, I did. I did see mommy kissing Santa Claus. And then like Tito or somebody is like, he may as well have just gone like, motherfucker, you ain't seen no Santa Claus. Like, it's, just, it's just the way he says it. It's like, you ain't seen no Santa Claus. We lie, motherfucker. Like, uh, oh, I forgot to say, and then we're talking about Christmas and whatnot. Happy Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah is on Christmas Eve this Oh, year. yes. Happy Hanukkah to all, um, our, all our chosen peoples. And uh, people don't know. There's actually tons of Hanukkah carols that we never get to sing because our world is terrible and we need to diversify more. <laughs> this is what I have to say about it. Again, you can come at me. I've been picking that up a lot from you. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Caitlin just wants everybody to add her. Yeah. Cause Salute, it- Jews. <laughs> that sounded 
a little harsh, but yes. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're having a good good Hanukkah. Yeah, and have happy Hanukkah. Um, well, we did watch Christmas movies. We did watch some things, but we don't need to get into that quite yet. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode, by the way. We did mention it, and we probably mentioned it uh, a couple times now in previous episodes. Um, we are recording this. We have recorded this way back in time. And this is an episode out of time. So, I mean, if there was a giant news story, we ain't going to talk about it because it hasn't happened no. yet. So, so don't, don't get mad. Yeah, and don't expect us to like have hot takes about things because mm. I'm sure lots of crazy things have happened. <laughs> we don't know about them. We don't know a goddamn thing. We're we just are. here to talk about Christmas. And we are naive in that that unknowledge. Uh, best thing you ever got. Best present I ever got? Best thing you ever got, best thing you ever gave. Oh, that's a great question. I got some really... Oh, I know it. I know it. Spee sparkles. I'm sorry, what? Spee sparkles. Spee sparkles? When I was two or three, I got what was known as PJ sparkles, which was a hard-ass plastic doll that when you pressed her tummy, she lit up. She had a crown and a pretty dress. And uh-huh. Her belly button lit up and like her crown lit up and stuff and her bracelet. And I used to take this doll around with me everywhere and used to like, it was like my nighttime toy, except I it was hard plastic. So I'd wake up and I'd have like hard plastic lines <laughs> on my face. But I couldn't say PJ for some reason. I So I said Spee Sparkles and all the time it was where's spee sparkles i need spee sparkles and because i was like this horribly messy just dirty child (laughs) spee sparkles and i were just always caked in dirt Uh, spee sparkles spee sparkles um so that i think that's the best thing i i do remember spee sparkles i also got some really awesome i know it's supposed to be the very best thing we ever got but i i also got um i used to love Polly pockets and I got like the Polly Pocket Mansion one year, which is like was like mine. I I wasn't the kind of kid who like got the big present, but I got like the big Polly Pocket Mansion, mm-hmm. mine blown. I was so freaking excited. Um, and it came with like a horse and carriage. It came with a car. Things flipped up. I was obsessed with Polly Pockets. <laughs> and so the more a thing did, so it would be like there was a garden, but there was also like a solarium and there's also a pool. Like it Jesus just, Christ. I was, I was so excited. Um, best present I got people, probably books. I'm <laughs> amazing at, Nerd. at knowing what books people would like to read. <laughs> um, so I've... I've given some people some books that they've absolutely loved, um, and I think that's the best present. I think best present I ever got. I'm sure there. I don't. I don't remember everything I ever got from my parents because I mean I was an only child, so they usually you were a spoiled brat. They usually delivered. Uh, but the one that's like seared into my memory is uh, when we got an Apple II C. Ooh. When I was like, you know, in grade school, we were still at the first house we ever lived in. I remember, like, the freaking box with the monitor in it was so big that, like, it wasn't even wrapped. My dad just, like, <laughs> draped a blanket on it. Like, as we were coming out, and there was this huge box with, like, the, this green fuzzy blanket that I have seared into my memory from childhood was on there. And I didn't even know what it was when we opened it. Right. I was like, what is this thing? <laughs> it was like, it's a computer. And I was like. What is that? Well, what's a computer? <laughs> and, yeah, I just really remember that one. I mean, I was, like, writing essays on that thing. <laughs> into like <laughs> into university like 1998 i was still i think probably still works it's in my parents crawl space right now i'm sure That's if you amazing. fired it up it'll still work uh and you collect any of you collectors out there you want a fully functional uh, apple 2c you know, pay top dollar get at me um and best present you gave to someone for christmas best thing i ever gave 
trying to think. I usually delivered well with with the girlfriend. I usually I usually nailed her presence. I think there was one year where just like it wasn't like a major thing, but it was like there were a lot of things in that I knew she liked, but she was like, "Oh, I don't want to spend money on it." Like you know, right. the, the Sephora lip gloss that she liked that was like, you know, $25 a tube or something. Like, God, it must be made out of like unicorn horn or something. <laughs> and she, and like, you know, she she really like. I don't even know if she still wears it, but like, you know, Coco Chanel, not Chanel Number no. Five, because I fucked that up the first year. But Chanel Number no. Five <laughs> instead of Coco Chanel. Um, you know, that was that was her selected perfume. So I bought, you know, I bought her bought all of that, and you know, just got a bunch of little things that I knew she liked, but would not have gone out to get herself. Um, did I ever get my parents something that really killed? I don't know. Hey, a uh, library card. Oh yeah, apparently I'm killing it this year cuz I I let my mom use my library card and she's back in Windsor and it's just been she has been just straight up tearing her way through the uh, Toronto Public Library ebook selection. And like, listen, all my mom does is read. You and my mom should talk more. <laughs> you yeah, <laughs> you yeah. and my mom would really get along. Um yeah, and I made the joke about like, well, that's that's cool. There's your present. I walked down to the library and got my <laughs> got my card reactivated. And, you know, she's a mom, right? So she's like, that'd be perfectly fine with me. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, no, I do I do love Christmas, especially now because I don't live at home, right? Yeah. And especially with going to see the Queens and everything, I did not take my customary summer trip home. I haven't been home in like a year. I've been home since last Christmas. Oh my so. gosh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so this is, this Christmas will be my return home, you know, my, my best friend Jeff. is His kid was a cute baby last time I saw him. Now he's probably like a you know actual toddler who will be like scared of me when he... <laughs> thought I was hysterical when he was a month and a half old. Now he's probably going to be terrified of me. When he I'm terrified of you. So and you've known me much longer than the toddler. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, I like, you it's like the so, feeling. it's so boring when I go back home, but it's perfect. See, I, I love Christmas because I just love people coming together to celebrate something. Um, and there, I do believe there's like a feeling in the air and, you know, all of that garbage. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, I also love Christmas movies and I don't like more recent Christmas movies, but old Christmas movies, like nineties Christmas movies. So good. I guess that can be the last question we get into before we, before we start talking about the things we brought each other. Cause I don't think the thing we brought each other was either of our favorites no, per se so no. what is what is the one thing that you will watch this year and every year scrooged really it is ridiculous and corny and <laughs> but i i love that christmas movie i think it's because i was having a really great christmas and it was on tv and that's what we watched christmas eve and i really love bill murray and i think it encapsulates a time um it's a lot of fun um there isn't one other one though it's the it's the black and white A Christmas Carol. Like, um, oh, what's his name? Every, you, people know the one I'm talking about. It's it's the really old one. Yeah, um, TV Ontario like shows it every year. Yeah, I every year I watch that, that movie. Um, and I just I think it's really well acted. I think it's, I mean, of course, it's been done over so many times because it's such an iconic story. Um, so those two for sure. I mean, I I used to be all here for Christmas Story, but now I'm very hipster about a Christmas Story. I've never it. seen it. Really? Yeah. Really? How how was that even possible? It airs consecutively for 24 hours on like I, at I, least three channels. I don't know. I've also never seen um, Miracle on 34th Street. 
Uh, I've seen the newer one. Oh, no, I've seen the older one from beginning to end. I've never seen. The, I haven't seen the newer one. Um, man, I should if I'd known that <laughs> things, things would have <laughs> been different. Things for next year. Things, things for next year. Um, I am more of a Christmas episode person. Right. I enjoy Christmas episodes of TV shows a lot more. Definitely one I will watch every year without fail is the uh, Glee Club Community episode, Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't want Britta to sing. And just, <laughs> but they, Abed, don't, they want to be really nice about it. Abed convinces her to go out and do it. Yeah. She's out there just going, me so Christmas, me so merry. <laughs> um, is that the one that ends with Oh Christmas Troy or is that the other one? Oh, I think... Or was that just out of season and they did it regardless <laughs> doing it in like <laughs> June? Um yeah, Community has two classic Christmas episodes. A lot of people go to the stop motion one from season two, which is I love. Much... I love the stop motion one. I think it gets a little too dark and weird in the third act, but um, I mean, it's definitely awesome and worth watching if you've never seen it. But yeah, the the musical one from season three, especially where like Andy does her Santa baby, <laughs> yeah, song about how she's so dumb and. And it ends with boopy doopy doop boop sex. <laughs> um, yes, I love that episode. There's an episode of the Boondocks set around Christmas that is equally hysterical. Uh, and those are my two. I usually I usually like to get to. I started watching Fargo last Christmas. I yeah, remember, I remember that because <laughs> um, um, listen, they're out there. I don't think anybody's shocked uh, that there are those devices out there that basically let you watch all the free tea. They are the gray market satellites. There of, uh, are. There are. Amazing. They are the gray market satellite. They are the you know vaguely legal gray market satellites of because uh, when you grow up in a border town, you get like U.S. satellite basically, right. and get like you know seven hundred channels because you were so close to the border, you could get those signals really easily. And maybe you can still do that in Toronto. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, now it's these it's these boxes uh, that everybody everybody's got down there. And I was like, well, what have I heard about that's supposed to be really good? Fargo season two was really good. It's Christmas Eve. I'm watching like this story <laughs> of like a shootout in a diner and it's just super violent and stuff. I'm like, woo, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. Um, but yeah, I just like I said, it's so boring. My parents live in a very small town, like, and they live in like a cul-de-sac. So, so it's not even, even quieter? It's not even like through traffic. It's just like it's so quiet and awesomely quiet. And I will get bored. I'll get bored by, I think I'm going down for a week. I'll get bored by like day three. Awesome. And I'll be like, this is so great. There's like nothing for me to do. I'll but give like, you all the things to watch. <laughs> there's nothing for me to do but like, w- you know, watch TV, eat snickerdoodles and, you know, read and eat. Sounds get, amazing. Get fucking fat and <laughs> play tapped out on my ipad <laughs> fun fun well all right christmas woo woo so we'll take a little break here go get some nog you fucks with nog um even though not so stew because it has milk in right. it i am so oh, not caring shit. all right i will nog it up <laughs> put that nog in your fucking face we're gonna your fat fucking face <laughs> with <We're>... the microphone <laughs> Mike in one hand, giant mug and nog in the other one, shoving both in your fat faces. And I will faces. get so sick. And Caitlin's going to die, but before she does, we're going to come back and talk about the things we brought each other, the festive holiday things we brought each other. <laughs>
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we br- talk about the things we brought each other. Um, this year, as we mentioned, it's Christmas-themed. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. We do have rules. It, they don't really apply because... No, they're both movies. Yeah, they're both movies, and uh, we didn't talk about it before we got here. You know, hashtag save it for the pod. We did all that, and but there will be spoilers, I guess. For two very old, <laughs> old items. One so, from like the 90s and one from the late 80s. So uh, thanks for sticking around, but go get Nog, I guess. Yeah, or... if you if you, <laughs> if you uh, did not know anything about Die Hard or the Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, <laughs> by all means, peace out. Get some Nog. Wrap, we, some, wrap some presents. But just FYI, we're gonna make fun of you. Listen to <laughs> yeah, you 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 really suck. Like <laughs> you need to get your shit together. <laughs> um. All right, but uh, who's gonna start? Are we gonna. Uh, we'll start with yours, I guess. All right. So this year. I have brought you the Muppet Christmas Carol. How sweet. It's actually, which, it's actually Stupid Matt's favorite Christmas item. Which, well, this is a fun story for you. Mm. I only watched this movie last year. <laughs> last Christmas. Really? Yeah. I'd never seen it before. And senior correspondent was like, how have you not seen this movie? You love Muppets. You love Christmas. I don't understand. You love the Christmas Carol. Um, but I hadn't. So we watched it. And it was amazing. And I was like, I know who will like this. Probably not. But maybe <laughs> Jordan. Oh, oh, so for those of you who don't know... It's a Christmas Carol with it's, Muppets. It's a Christmas Carol with Muppets. They actually follow the story pretty closely, except for they do some Muppet musical numbers. Uh, I think maybe, you know, not to cast a pall over it, but is this like, you know, one of the last things Henson himself was involved in? No. Okay. <laughs> this was done in 1991? Oh, when did he pass? Because it had the, like, in memory of uh, for Jim Henson on it. 70s, 80s? 80s, I guess? It was the 80s. That he died? Yeah. I don't believe you. He died in 1990. So he died in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Radio magic. Um, I thought he died in late 1980s, but apparently he died in 1990. His son, his, his middle son, actually, Brian, um, yes. Brian Henson Took directed over this. Took the Henson workshop. And directed this in particular. It was um, uh, probably something they were thinking of working on beforehand. Um, I don't know much about it in that capacity, mm-hmm. um, but I think he did a good job. He's done a great job so far. Or yeah. Since then, <laughs> what did you think? Did you? I. You know the Muppets. I mean, any kid from sort of the eighties, nineties knows the Muppets. And I mean, another thing that might surprise the people out there. Kind of love them. <gasps> you love the Muppets. I kind of love the Muppets. That's amazing. I have a. I have a sort of irrational, you know, affection for the Muppets. Did you love the Muppet Babies? No. Oh. No. I mean, I no. No. I didn't love the Muppet Babies or have the yogurt when I was a kid. No to the Muppet Babies. <laughs> Don't fucks with the Muppet Babies. So then if you love the Muppets and you love Christmas, did you love this? Not as much as I should have maybe, but I didn't have a bad time with it. It was, I mean, listen, it's a Christmas Carol. It's really hard to reinvent the wheel with a Christmas Carol and this did not. By th- for those of you who don't know, The Christmas Carol was written by Charles Dickens. So imagine like sad, poor people and then happy, rich people. Does anybody not know the story of A Christmas Carol at this point? Do we need to recap A Christmas Carol? Some people just don't know it, it was written by someone who lived in Victoria, England. So they're like, why is it set in this old time it's... place? And why are people unhappy and poor and dying? They're written by Charles Dickens, story of moneylender Ebenezer Scrooge. Greedy, stingy, skinflint moneylender Ebenezer Scrooge, yep. who is, uh, yeah, long story short, uh, his old business partners haunt him and say, like, 
well, partners in the Muppets version, <laughs> one person in the, in the Dickens version, um, say to him, hey, we were as greedy and nasty as you. And, and now we're in hell. And now our lives, our afterlife, it's all fucked up and it's going to happen to you if you don't change your ways. And you're going to get visited by three ghosts, three spirits, Woo. the ghosts of Christmas, past, present and future in an effort to provide your salvation, to make you change your wicked ways, Ebenezer Scrooge. Spoiler alert, he does. Um, so what you have basically in this is like Michael Caine is like one of three humans yep. in the story. Love me some Michael Caine. Everyone does. He's a fine Scrooge. Yeah. Um, I guess the way, the the twist they put on it a little bit is uh, Gonzo plays Charles Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> and Rizzo is his little, Rizzo the Rat is his little like sidekick and they're they are like commenting on and filling in some exposition as they go along yes. it's an it's a it's a cute enough way to get around some of the finer details um and most of your like fam- actually not most of your familiar muppets i guess Fozzie's the only one who Fozzie and miss piggy and kermit are the only ones who yeah i think so i think animal shows up in a party scene at one point but a lot of them are like your standard you know just various pig muppets the best muppet I think we need to talk about mm. is uh, the Muppet of Christmas Present. Uh, thankfully, you went present because Christmas Past was effing creepy. It always is. Because Muppets, when they get too humanoid, I think start to uncanny valley it, and it gets a little yeah, <laughs> it gets a little wonky for me. Yeah, and, and whoo, yeah, Ghost <laughs> of Christmas Past was like the sooner we're done with you, the better. <laughs> Also talked in like a real like high pitched baby voice type of thing, and I was yes. like, "Yeah, some interesting decisions made there." But I mean, it's comfy, right? It's a Christmas Carol, like, and it's got Muppets. Like, yeah, I didn't think the musical numbers were great. I don't think fine. musical numbers in movies generally are great. I'm not a big like musical guy. Like, <laughs> for someone who loves music as much as I do, like musical film, I never have really found that compelling. Or like Broadway musicals, I don't really mess with as well. I just mm-hmm. think they're I never think the music is that good. Um, but part of it, and I actually have this in my notes, I don't know what I was referring to when I wrote this down, but it's like Muppets are like anime to me in the sense that like a criticism that has been leveled at me before in the course of this show's history is that, oh, you hate that when it happens in whatever, but if it's an anime, you give it a pass. Right. I kind of do that with Muppets too. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure there are things that happen in the Muppet Christmas Carol that I'm like anything else. If it was like all people, I would have been like, ah, I was fucked up. That was lazy. That was dumb. But it's Muppets. But it's Muppets. <laughs> it's the Muppets. Come on now. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's on my mind because we just recorded it before this, but you said way back in episode 43 that, you know, Corpse Bride was like a, a favored winter movie for you. Yeah. This definitely felt like a winter movie. Like this felt like. It felt cozy and cold and something you wanted to like tuck away with. Like I had a good time with it. It wasn't the best Christmas thing I'd ever seen, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. And it's not in the history of the Muppets. I don't think this was peak Muppets. I think this is at that weird. I mean, don't flame me on my Muppet history, but I feel like this was that moment where like they've been sold to Disney, which actually I know from I know from reading a biography or like history of Sesame Street was like one of the things Henson wanted to accomplish before. Before he passed, he might have known he was on his way out and wanted to make sure the Muppets were taken care of, because that was always the big thing. He wouldn't sell the Sesame Street characters right. to Disney. Um, so surprised to see that this was a Disney movie. I forgot it was that early yeah. that that acquisition happened. But I think this was maybe one of the last things that was made before that kind of like dead period, where like the Muppets weren't really used much Yeah. up until the movie that came out three or four years ago. 
Yeah. They had the like Muppets Tonight Show type of thing. They had that as well. And then it was really like nothing really happened until that Muppet, the Muppets Jason Segel movie from a few years ago. Um, So this does kind of have the feel of a last gasp to a certain extent. Really? I felt so a little bit. I do love seeing, I don't think Frank Oz did much. The original Miss Piggy animal and whatnot. I think he slowly stepped away from doing Muppet stuff, especially after Henson died. Yeah. Um, but he was in this, and that's enjoyable. I like seeing him. Um, was Henson still alive to do the voices? I no, couldn't. I it's been think... so long since I've heard him as Kermit that when I hear this Kermit, I don't know if it's him or not. But how can you tell? I don't. There are there there are subtleties. But I mean, if we're handing out kick punches, I mean, this was like, I'm feeling festive. I'm feeling forgiving. I'll give it an eight. All right, I'll take an eight. Yeah, I think that's a, it's I mean, a good it's, eight. it's a Christmas Carol. I mean, I'm I don't really mess with a Christmas Carol that much. Like your favorite thing is to watch a Christmas Carol. Like, it it's is not, so good. It's not really my jam per se, but as a version of a Christmas Carol, like it's fun. I enjoyed it. I like Michael Caine. I like the Muppets. Great. Not both of them things. I think that's good. That's out there in the world, friends. I'm sure it'll be airing on your local television station at some point. Or uh, you could probably find it. I think maybe last year it was on Netflix. Maybe it'll be again. I feel like it was, yes. And come December, a lot of these things might make their way back on. So keep your eyes open because it is a lot of fun, especially if you have young kids. It's sort of silly and funny and, and a it's, little yes. bit of slapstick. It's it's bearable. Yeah, it's a family movie that's as someone who doesn't have a family per se. Like I was able to watch it and not be like wanting to pull my eyeballs out like it was it was in it was sweetly enjoyable even if you don't have kids and if you do have kids it's something you can sit through and and enjoy on its own merits fantastic something that you probably will not enjoy with children is our next thing is the thing i brought caitlin yeah which is really at this point (laughs) it's almost cliche to have this as like a christmas movie thing but i feel like that's a recent development so Yes, I agree. I think in more in sort of the last couple of years, it's come up as a Christmas movie. I need to say I have seen bits and pieces. I mentioned to you when you we were giving, handing stuff out. I've seen bits and pieces of this. I have not seen it all the way through. Mm. I don't. I maybe someone tried to make me watch it and I fell asleep halfway <laughs> through. Like I, there are things that I kind of remember, but when I was watching it, oh man, I have not seen this movie. And I mean, enough of it has entered the pop culture ether at this point yeah it's been self-referenced and self-referenced so many times anyway it's die hard it's i feel like the explosion appropriate reaction gunshots. uh this is the 1988 john mctiernan film yeah it's based on a book i don't remember the name of the book but it's apparently supposed to be for sinatra at first like this is how well, well, old the, the book was it was actually so the book was the the second the sequel to the detective which was a frank sinatra, was a sinatra movie, movie. And Sinatra didn't want it. No. Then it was supposed to be the sequel to Commando for Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger didn't want it. No. Nope. And then they retooled it into Die Hard, starring the then just comic television actor Bruce Willis. What? He hadn't. He wasn't an action hero yet. This what, was a risk. This was a risk to put him. Thing was he doing? Moonlighting. I don't know what that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moonlighting was that was the thing that made him. He was a uh, well Moonlighting and this, but Moonlighting was like a, him and Sybil Shepherd. It was like. Moonlighting is still held up as like the perfect will they or won't they show because it was a will they or won't they show and then they did and nobody cared about the show anymore. So that's why if you have a will they or won't they on your show and yeah. you want them to get together, they ain't getting together still because of Moonlighting. Fucking because, Moonlighting. Because the show tanked after, I don't remember their names, but after Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard got together on Moonlighting, 
the show kind of tanked in the ratings because the energy was was gone. That energy was gone. Anyway, that's all he had done at this point, like saying some blues records or whatever. He was like a TV star, so this was a risk to put him in this. Stars Bruce Willis and the god Alan Rickman. Rest in peace. I wish I could do an Alan Rickman voice. The, the god Alan Rickman. That's a terrible <laughs> Alan Rickman. That's a terrible Alan Rickman. Terrible. Um, he is the god. Listen, and before he was, before he was Snape... For old farts like me, he'll always be Hans Gruber. <laughs> Gruber. Uh, basically, the story of New York cop John McClane, who is estranged from his wife, Holly, who has taken a job for the Nakatomi Corporation in, in L.A. Yes. In the L.A. area. He has made his way. She, she went with the kids. He stayed in New York for yeah. various reasons. I can fill you in. Uh, well, I did. Watch, I did get to rewatch the first half hour, forty minutes or so, oh, okay, up until right. the time where people started getting shot. Um, you missed all the good stuff. I do. Well, I think it's been committed to memory. I have seen Die Hard enough. Um, it's a holiday party. He has made his way to L.A. to try and repair their relationship, or at least find what their relationship is going to be, sort of thing. There are numerous strains. She left. She took on her maiden name professionally. Yep. He's feeling some kind of way about it because he's a old school New York cop type of thing and as his <laughs> as his very insightful limo driver argyle yes <laughs> tells him who the, is one of the best parts of the on movie. the way to the party it's like oh you didn't think she was gonna make it so you just thought you'd ride it out and <laughs> she'd come crawling back right <laughs> it's probably what he thought um he goes to this holiday party in the nakatomi building and as he is changing and freshening up uh terrorists led by hans, hans gruber they're not terrorists well, they're, they're just they're thieves basically thieves. but they, they kind of pose as terrorists in the initial going yeah uh take everybody hostage do not notice john mcclain off to the side and he kind of slips off and becomes one man against many many as he attempts to save the hostages and notably his wife and make contact with the outside world uh notably uh family matters own <laughs> reginald reginald vell johnson is that his name shit i can't remember I don't know. The dad from Family Matters. That's a, that's a fun theory that's come up in, in later years, that he actually <laughs> is the dad from Family Matters in Die Hard. Um, so this is just a big, dumb action movie. It's one of the better big, dumb action movies, but it is happens to be set during Christmas. And as any, the Die Hard as Christmas movie is a fairly recent phenomenon. The, the meme that goes around is like, there are two types of people in the world. People who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and people who are wrong. <laughs> Where do you fall on this spectrum, Caitlin? Um... I love this movie. This is great. <laughs> like with other 80s movies, I, I'm i always shocked. But then like, I think it's amazing that people are just smoking everywhere and that they like encourage a pregnant woman to have alcohol. Like, it's amazing. These were so weird, you guys. And, you know, um, Alan Rickham, Rickman is awesome. And, oh, he's so good in this movie. And just, it is a big dumb action movie, but I feel like it was like the forefather of big dumb action <laughs> it's movies. It's the big dumb action movie. Yeah, and it wasn't just that like he it's he's trying to get these guys. It's the whole like having to try and outsmart them and make contact with the outside world and these are not dumb thieves. These are like thieves that have thought about this a lot and yes. planned that this is like this is like if you the heist movie was that the heist guys were like evil like oceans 11 they were just like all evil assholes <laughs> but then there was one good guy against them this is what this is yes. the quote-unquote twist is that yes they're not terrorists they just want there's like 600 million dollars of bearer bonds in the yeah. building and that's what they want yeah so. and they're gonna try and get it um yeah it was a lot of fun argyle was like one of my favorite parts just him at the beginning <laughs> chilling out with the bear in the limo just... and then but with the every so often 
like John McClane will be like, I really hope he heard those shots. And he's just like hanging out on the phone. <laughs> like didn't realize that the gates had come down. Can't hear any explosions or shots. Just hanging out in the backseat of the limo. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, the kind of tense relationship with his wife at the beginning is was an interesting little bit they put in there. Uh, I thought that was cool. Um I don't know, it was just a fun, cool movie and so Christmassy. He puts that <laughs> Santa hat on the guy in the elevator. There's Oh that, <laughs> I forgot about Ho that. ho ho. Like, you know, it's speckled throughout. And I thought it was, I really liked it. It's definitely an atypical Christmas Christmas property. Gen- yes. gender politics we were all right like i said as i was getting through it i thought it was really going to be like leaning in hard to like you're supposed to side with john mcclain for being basically a chromag type dude who doesn't want his wife to succeed but then no she has no problem telling him he's full of shit yeah and then like even at the beginning where they're sort of arguing about it and she's like i had to take this opportunity and blah 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 and then she leaves because they need a speech and he's just like good job john so mature so (laughs) glad you handled that well you asshole like he calls himself sort of out on that Mm. i I mean it's an 80s movie one of my i'm not expecting you know gender (laughs) politics to be even nowadays actually you know what in some ways i feel like that movie may have was (laughs) more better has better gender politics then like it has shows a successful woman who's trying to balance life nowadays you got stupid romantic movies for the holidays <laughs> that are lame and about like the magic of christmas bringing people together caitlin wants yippee ki motherfucker seriously i want people to get shot because <laughs> you need to diversify your christmas portfolio uh, and to bring it back to community, uh, Dan Harmon, obviously a huge fan of Die Hard. Oh, it, yeah. It pops up on the show frequently, i.e. the recurring character, the recurring waiter at the Mexican restaurant restaurant who hates Die Hard and Abed yep. has issues with, to uh, Paintball One, which yep. has numerous Die Hard references, down to the gun taped to the back, down to Joe McHale and a, and a wife beater, or yep. a shirt, tank top, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't call them wife beaters. Um, but yeah, this movie did more for, for tank tops for sleeveless undershirts than than most movies yeah and like i just the little things like he he doesn't have shoes on because he yep. was in the middle of cleaning himself the, the the foot thing on the carpet thing was fun like that's why alan rickman's the god because hans gruber realized shoot out them windows he can't walk on broken glass yeah um and yeah he, alan rickman really was fantastic in that movie no wonder it was like his big start kind of um and yeah i just Everything about it was fun and nice and not like <laughs> nice. not like jolly, but it was fun. And I could see watching scores of Muppets and Christmas and Santas, why you might want to shoot them up. <laughs> I, I can see why people love you, this you, as a Christmas you movie. Accept, you accept the position of Die Hard as Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It actually, it put me in mind for, this is going to be weird for some people, on what I've decided to give you for the episode that happens before this episode airs. Um, <laughs> we're in the Matrix! <laughs> so it's going to be weird for people because we're probably going to bring this up, even though this is the episode after <laughs> the last one. Even though you haven't one. heard this episode yet, it's a discussion we will have already I had. So, whoa! whoa. Um, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, it's like we're in Doctor Who. <laughs> but you hate Doctor Who and there's no British people. I do hate Doctor Who. Shouts to Carly, who I didn't even realize was the... Shouts to my love Carly Sampson, a.k.a. Portland, who I didn't even realize till Facebook Memories told me, was the one who first brought up... The first person I went to to explain Doctor Who to me. Thank you, Carly. And now we have a podcast. Now it's we all, have a podcast. It's all thanks to you, Sampson. 
So yeah, that's that's how I feel about kick punches it. for Die Hard. Ten out of ten. What? Okay, fine. Nine out of ten. Like it's just it's a classic. <laughs> I don't believe movie. you liked it enough for ten out of ten. But. I just mean like I am gonna watch it again. <laughs> it's entering. It's entering your pantheon. I think so. Oh. I have a whole series starting from September. As you know, I have a whole series of movies I watch, <laughs> and this may be slotted in. Die Hard may make... Well, hey, if die, well, maybe it is 10 out of 10. If Die, if die Hard's going to enter the McKinnon pantheon of holiday it's a very, properties. It's a classic... It's a classic movie. I'm not... What am I going to have qualms with? <laughs> like, really? Like, what am I... I'm going to tell people that they're wrong about Die Hard not being classic? It also features Christmas and Hollis, which, I mean, any movie that has Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC on it is... Yeah, and like he says, A-okay this is me. a Christmas song. It's a, you got any Christmas music? Yeah, well, this is Christmas, Christmas music. music. The first Lo- line. Love you, Argyle. Well, hot take in and out. Yeah. Sorry, it's a shorter episode, fam, but I mean, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. You, you can't use us to escape from your family all day. Not all day. And go out, but I'm sure you have some things to buy. Yeah, it's December 22nd. Still got a few days. Yeah. 22nd, 23rd. We don't know when this is there. God, I have, so much, I have so much. I haven't even started. I'm so much left to do. I haven't even started. Because when you live check to check. Though at this point, we hopefully have already done our Christmas shopping. <laughs> we'll probably be done at this point because December is a three pay month. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Bless you, December 2K16. <laughs> Finally dropped a three pay month at the, <laughs> at the exact time we needed it. Exact time. It's like you knew. The only good thing about 2016. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> the only good thing. I wonder who died between the episode we just recorded and when this one airs. That's so sad. <laughs> Somebody will. Jolliest of thoughts on the <laughs> going out here. Listen, I think the people were worried that it was far too happy. This episode was getting far too happy and comfy, but Oh there we go. We we, we equaled it out for we you. We balanced it out. You can always you can always count on me to just be the downer of uh, the Debbie Downer of Pop Culture Cop podcasts. Well, that is just about going to do it for this special holiday themed episode of the Geek Down Podcast. If you would like to uh, get at us for any reason to fake like you're working on something important so your family doesn't bother you you can contact us at geekdownpod on twitter geekdownpod.tumblr.com email us geekdownpod at gmail.com or hit us up on our facebook group which is www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod you can wish us a merry christmas or happy hanukkah if you like or happy kwanzaa or happy kwanzaa which is coming up or however you get down yeah we know how we get down Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and the next episode, because we have an episode for you next week. We'll there, be, we will be back again next week with another episode. It'll be our countdown episode or our best of episode. Our year end episode where we will we will look back on all the things that we gave each other in 2016, the first year of the Geek Down podcast, and look at what ones were most memorable, what ones we enjoyed the most, and probably at least one of the ones that were the absolute shits worst that we hated more than anything worst um so you can look forward to that thank you so much for joining us friends warmest of wishes to you and your family thank you for taking some time out of your holiday to spend it with us we greatly appreciate it and we'll be back with you again next week for the countdown year-end finale of the geek down podcast my name is jordan ferguson and my name is caitlin mckinnon happy holidays y'all and we will see you next week bye